0: Hey hey coming at you live 9:30 a.m. on a beautiful Tuesday in Seattle Washington. Today, we are going to talk about financial independence. But first, what is this podcast? I promise you that in no longer than 10 minutes, I will inspire you to take the first simple steps towards something extremely beneficial to your life. These are high-impact high, high impact things that are simple. People have done it before, and we just need to follow their lead. So what is the goal of this specific podcast? To give you the tools that financial independence Personal finance wizards used to live a work optional life. So, first off, what is financial independence? In the words of a wizard named Mr. Money Mustache, early retirement means quitting any job that you wouldn't do for free, but then continuing right ahead with work and something that works for you even when you don't need the money. Get Rich Slowly, another phenomenal financial independence blog. Financial independence occurs when you have saved enough to support your current spending habits for the rest of your life without the need to earn more money. You might choose to work for other reasons, such as passion or purpose, but you no longer need a job to fund your lifestyle. My TLDR, the reason why I am following this path is I can do what I want at the drop of a hat. I learned after taking some time off to travel, The best things are not always the most expensive. In fact, I have found that things that require grit and using your body and learning a skill and mastering that skill and fucking taking that anywhere you want in the world is the best possible way to live. One short experience, I promise it won't take too long to explain. Right before I went and traveled the world for two years and then did the Peace Corps, I started my trip in a place called Tavarua. It's a beautiful private island in Fiji. It's got the best break arguably in the world called Cloud Break. Freaking Kelly Slater has a house there. Guess what? It cost me $5,000 to do that for a week. You wanna know what else? The waves didn't break. I was a huge kook, which in surfing terms means somebody who has no idea what they're doing and sucks at surfing. Uh, the majority of the clientele were rich and statusy and, frankly, not super friendly. I made friends with, like, two people. One inspired me. Another is still fr- I'm still friends with to these days. But guess what? They don't even go anymore because the price has gotten too freaking expensive. So after that Tabarou experience, I went to West Lombok in Indonesia, and I spent a ton of time traveling all over the Indonesian archipelago. I met amazing expat surfers. The lineups were great. People were awesome. I had such a fun time. The waves were excellent. And it was five months for $5,000. I met my best friends in the world there. I got really good at surfing. And guess what? There's a break called Desert Point that is like way better than most other breaks in the world and people don't even freaking know about it. So back to financial independence. Well, what do you need to do to become financial independent? it's really simple. First off, financial independence is extreme. These people are trying to become financially independent in as quick as possible. A lot are hardcore minimalists too, but simply following a couple of these rules will play extreme amounts of dividends, quite literally over your life. So if you follow any of the links that I put in the description, just expect you're going to see something pretty extreme. It might not work for you and in your income. It might not work for your living cost situation, but just following a couple of these simple rules will make a huge impact in your life. And if you want to get more extreme with it, you can. So the thesis of FI, you don't need a, a massive cash windfall to achieve it. All you need to do is spend much less than you earn. The rule of thumb for the financial independence lifestyle is 50% plus of your income. The second, invest in low cost index funds that typically return 11% pre-inflation per year and you're going to pay less than five basis points, which is 0.05% per year for that fund. The third tenant, remove luxury, focus on happiness itself. And so to double down on that Tavaro experience and give you a little math behind it. Tavarua for a year would cost two hundred and fifty thousand dollars it would I would need six point two five million dollars to cover that lifestyle for the rest of my life, according to the four percent rule, which we'll get into later. Indonesia costs twelve thousand dollars a month or sorry twelve thousand dollars a year that's three hundred k according to the fifty percent rule so the final thing which I have alluded to twenty five x of your annual expenditures will be enough to live off of forever with no additional income. This is based on a serious lifetime study called the Trinity Study. It's backed up by this guy, Big Earn, and early retirement now. I will link to that in the description. So, tactical steps. Like, we just walked through, okay, here's the thesis of FI, here's like the broad tenets you need to follow. The tactical steps, pay off your debt, Pay yourself first. I recommend in order to do this, you remove unnecessary expenditures from your life and add them back as they equate to happiness. The third, save. The savings waterfall is right here. Create a safety net. Some people do six months. I do two to three for my work situation. Right now with the U.S. economy, I'm good to go. I've also got a bunch of money in a Roth, which you can take out tax-free or at least your contributions. The second stage of the savings waterfall is max out your tax advantage accounts in low-cost index funds. Fees that money managers make will hurt your return. They don't usually beat the market. You max out your 401k and you max out your individual IRA or Roth IRA. You can get this money out early. It's called a Roth Conversion Ladder. I can explain it in the next podcast. Uh, I can also link in the description what this thing actually is. Um, And then the final piece is pay off your full credit card every single month. So, financial independence people think about milestones, and here's what they are. The first is figuring out your number. Again, this is 25x times your annual expenditures. I recommend doing this after a couple of months of like managing your expenses properly. So this is after you've removed unnecessary expenditures and added them back as they make you happy. Um, And then two, uh, consider geo arbitrage or geography arbitrage, like where you actually want to live. You don't need to live in this class A expensive city your whole entire life. Maybe you want to, it's going to increase your number though. So first, find your number. Second, FU, money. This is going to be the amount you need to throw both fingers up to your employer and say, "Hey, I am done." The second step, half FI. The third step, Lean FI. This is the bare bones expenditures that you would need to have per month times 25. When I think about this, I think, damn, I cannot stand my job for two seconds. I'm going to move to wherever the hell in the world I'm going to move where I don't need to work for the rest of my life. That's how I do that math. So for me, it's that $12,000 times 25. So Flex FI, that's 20x your annual expenditures. You'll probably be fine, but there's, if there's another Great Depression, you could be in trouble. Then you hit FI, 25x can retire forever. Fat FI, 30x. I mean, you are so good to go at that point. So, to finish, the outcomes of financial independence slash the goals of the typical financial independent er, or FI er. Uh, not to retire, simply to do what you want right? Second, you'll end up working more once you achieve financial independence and usually on things you like and you usually will end up making more money. For example, three people that I love to follow who have inspired me on the way. This guy who calls himself the mad scientist just went back to work at a quant hedge fund. He wasn't even doing that beforehand. He was like living out of an RV. It's like a crazy, crazy story. You should check out his blog. The second Mr. Money Mustache makes hundreds of thousands of dollars per year on his blog alone. JLL Collins, he has a best-selling book. And guess what? He doesn't even own a house anymore. He's kind of hilarious. He's like, the upkeep's too much. I live in a condo with my wife. It makes me really, really happy. I run it, right? Um, and then the final piece, and this is a general piece that like most retirees follow as well. Once you hit your financial independence number, you end up spending less money because your happiness is coming from something other than money. You're not kind of mitigating your unhappiness in your work with what you're spending. If work makes you unhappy, work makes some people very happy. I'm not coming at you like that. Um, And a lot of people end up donating this excess money to charity. So let me know your thoughts. The links to the articles I reference are in the description. Take the first step.